Hi, listeners. You can now listen to this community podcast production ad-free on Apple Podcasts and access the podcast one week early and get exclusive bonus content. Just hit the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want access to all of the above, plus video versions of the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. Stop the Killing is proud to be supported by our sponsor, EZPA. EZPA is an integrations-capable communication software that connects older building systems, such as signage and public address systems, to modern software technologies, such as panic alarms and mass communication systems. Go to EZPA.com, that's E-Z-Y-P-A.com, to learn how to integrate your systems today. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. I'm Sarah Ferris, true crime podcaster. And I'm Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. And you're listening to Stop the Killing. Time for another bonus episode, and this one is one that has literally just happened. So tell us about the case that we're going to be talking about today. I just wanted to tell you a little bit about a shooting that we just had here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Colorado Springs is south of Denver. I've heard it's a beautiful area, but I feel like we've done so many episodes with mass shootings in Colorado. Like They seem to get more than their fair share, don't they? They really do. Part of it, I think, is it is the location for Columbine High School, which is a motivating factor for so many other shooters. I will say that Colorado Springs is a politically very conservative area. It has been forever. And this shooting that occurred just a few days ago happened at Club Q, the only LGBTQ club in Colorado Springs. How big is Colorado Springs? Ish. Oh, hundreds of thousands, but still not as big as Denver. But the idea of having an LGBTQ friendly bar is not common in this area by any means. And can we timestamp it as well? Because when we go to record this, it's only two days after the event. It actually happened on November 19th, 2022. So it was a Saturday night not too late, but later in the evening. And this was a very crowded bar. I think that if you've heard us talk about the Pulse nightclub shooting, where 49 people were killed in a similar type of nightclub in Orlando, Florida. So here we have Colorado Springs, a nightclub that's frequented by LGBTQ called Club Q. And it's a very popular place. There's a lot of information that's not out there yet and a lot of investigations still to come. But we have a 22-year-old shooter and the shooter came into Club Q with an AR-15 style assault rifle and a handgun and a lot of ammunition. And according to witnesses, walked in the door practically shooting. 
they've arrested the subject. Oh, so he's alive. He's alive. And I'll tell you how and why he's alive. All right. So first, the really horrible part. I just want to be clear that there's nothing cool or fun or glamorous or fascinating about death. It's important to say right off that we know right now, five individuals in the bar were killed and 25 were injured. And they're still counting numbers. And there are many of those 25 are very seriously injured. And as we know, it's only two days out. Absolutely. And I think that when I worry about the number of deaths going up, that's because the weapon that was used was a AR-15 style that has a high power velocity and those bullets rip through people and bones and skin and do tremendous damage to not just that person, but the person standing behind them. So there are bullet fragments and pieces of all kinds of things everywhere. And that death toll might actually... And that death toll might go up. Exactly. Do we know if the assault weapon is obtained illegally or is it too early to say? It's too early to say right now. You know, let me go back and maybe say this. The news is already telling us that he had a conflict a couple of years ago with his mother. He threatened to explode something at the house. So it turned into a bomb threat. Police responded to the house and he did own weapons at the time. So keep that in mind. And let me tell you a couple of other things. So here's the most extraordinary thing about this situation. You've been listening to me for years, harp about run, hide, fight, run, hide, fight, run, hide, fight. And so many people don't want to believe in the fight part because it sounds so frightening. But the moment that this young man burst through the door and started firing at people, one of the patrons took off after him and jumped on him. Wow. So think about the fact that we can count 30 people who are dead or injured, which can take seconds to get off the number of rounds in a weapon like that. So within seconds, one person and then another person directly, yes, directly attacked the shooter as he came through the door and started shooting. Wow. Oh my goodness. That gives me such chills down the spine. Amazing. If you're just listening to this, I want you to know I'm actually smiling. And I know that I shouldn't be smiling when we're talking about shooting, but it is so encouraging that after 10 years of telling people run, hide, fight, run, hide, fight. And I reflect on the size of this facility and how crowded it was and the size of the Pulse nightclub and how crowded it was. 49 dead in the Pulse nightclub, five so far here. Five is five too many. 30 people casualties is 30 too many. But the bravery of a handful of people who stepped in immediately is so encouraging. I hope it empowers people. It'll be interesting to see how quickly those patrons reacted if there was any hesitation, because I can't imagine there would have been much of a time frame to even have hesitation in that. No, I think there there wasn't. It's clear that whether it was two seconds or five seconds or whatever, the patrons immediately reached out to stop the shooter, which is really a great testament to those individuals who said, you're not going to control or take the life of me or my friends, which is just really wonderful to hear. It is total heroism, isn't it? It's on a next level to know that you're actually putting yourself on the line. I would love to be able to have a chat to those amazing patrons and just see what goes on in the mind in that split second, like how long you take to ponder it or if it's just 
default on fighting, no? You know, I think though that is why the training is so important. I'll tell you something else. The FBI a couple of years ago put out a film teaching people in a bar how to enact run, hide, fight. I've seen it. And it is fantastic. I'm going to put a link to it on my webpage and maybe we can put that into the show notes. I'll definitely drop it into the show notes. Um, The run, hide, fight video that was done by the city of Houston was done in an office building, but the FBI thought it was very important to do one in an entertainment venue, in a restaurant or a bar. So the FBI took the time to hire a professional crew to film and to walk you through what would you do in this type of environment. And it's literally this exact same type of situation. So for people who are hesitant now, I would say, take a few minutes and look at that and realize that though it's a rare circumstance when it might happen, being trained is your best defense. We don't have a motive, obviously, right this moment. Certainly hatred is on the list as a possible motive, but we don't have any of that information right now, but we will. They'll gather together and find out and see whether or not there was leakage. And what really isn't, we're not even on the table here yet, is who might have seen some of those behavioral cues ahead of time and maybe could have prevented this, which helps me to circle back to something I mentioned earlier, which is that he had a conflict with his mom a couple of years ago. So this is just coming out. So this is raw data, as we would say in the research world. But this is the current reporting. A couple of years ago, police were called because he had threatened essentially a bomb threat involving some conflict with his mom. And he owned weapons at the time. So the law enforcement came, the conflict was resolved, there was no bomb, the threat was mitigated. There was no charges filed and no action taken to remove any weapons from his house. So, yeah. So understanding weapons loss here in the United States, you don't just because something's going on, get to take every weapon out of somebody's house. Laws don't work that way here. They might in other countries, but they don't here. So here's a question for you, Sarah Ferris. What, (laughs) What U.S. type of law might have been applied here? With regard to those weapons. Would it be the red flag law? Bing, bing, bing. Sarah gets an extra. Sarah gets a stuffed animal. Do I get a US passport for getting that one right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You may come and visit. So yes, red flag laws or extreme risk protection orders, ERPOs. You know, there are 19 states and the District of Columbia that Mm. have ERPOs right now by my count. So these red flag laws, they are laws that allow law enforcement, mental health officials, family members to petition a court to say, hey, I'm concerned this person is going to harm himself or others. And can you please take his guns away for a little while? And that little while can be a very short time. It could be a little bit longer. But most states that have these types of laws, the amount of time you can take the weapons away, it might be two weeks, it might be six months. And Colorado itself is no different. There is a ERPO law in Colorado Springs. It's almost never been used. The political climate in Colorado Springs does not support the use of ERPOs. Is a general statement, but I think a fair statement. So the red flag law isn't used very much there. And if it had been used uh, two weeks or six months, this yeah. is something that occurred two years ago. Right. But then if it flagged up, you'd had a red flag law against you. Would that end up in some way being captured by 
next system, the national reporting system? Yeah, it could. Absolutely. It, the Nash, I like that you know that the next system, the national yeah. reporting system for gun purchases, but if he already had the guns, doesn't oh, matter. Right, but if okay. he bought the guns, so I don't know when he might have bought this AR-15 style weapon. And now a word from our sponsor. EasyPA is an integration-capable communication software that connects older building systems, such as signage and public address systems, to modern software technologies, such as panic alarms and mass notification systems. Additional features include built-in automated bell schedules, remote access, text-to-natural voice announcements, and custom audio playlists. EZPA is one of the only full-service public address and communications companies that has in-depth knowledge on both the hardware and software aspects of communication and evacuation-based products. As a solution-based company, they offer design, supply, installation, and maintenance of all their products. And for use in schools, EZPA software provides multi-zone capabilities pre-scheduled daily announcements and bells, and a remote alert button that can be accessed from anywhere in the school. Once a panic alarm is triggered, law enforcement is notified immediately. EZPA makes schools safer from any threat. Go to EZPA.com, that's E-Z-Y-P-A dot com, to learn how to integrate your systems today. If you want to be a reseller or integrations partner, visit EZPA.com to learn more. That's E-Z-Y-P-A. Com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. In the United States, we are clearly suffering with an increase in hate crimes. And though this has not been deemed a hate crime, it will be investigated as if it may be a hate crime. We do have a live shooter, so they'll be cautious about what they say because there will be a prosecution. He'll be charged, I'm sure, if he hasn't already been charged today with five deaths. More than anything else, what makes me really sad is that hate crime is on the rise in the United States for a bunch of reasons, for terrible reasons. And It's not just this community. In particular, the Jewish community is seeing one of the highest increases in hate crimes. They're a small percentage of our population, but a large percentage of our hate crimes that the FBI investigates. And so my final thought about this is that I have LGBTQ members in my family. I hardly know anybody who doesn't. It's a huge community here in the States and across the world. So it's important, I think, not to say this is happening to those people because those people are us. And today it might be at an LGBTQ bar. Tomorrow it's going to be at a synagogue. The next day it's going to be at a black supermarket in Buffalo, New York. So every place is a potential target by somebody who wants to hate. And we have to be better and stronger and tougher than people who hate. 
Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more, Catherine's book, Stop the Killing, is out now. For more details, go to katherineschweit.com. Please consider also supporting our independently made podcast. It's simple to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. And for as little as the price of a latte a month, you can be part of the solution to stop the killing. Patreon rewards range from official do-gooder status to ad-free episodes, autographed books, and opportunities to connect with us directly for your business, school, church, or even just a book club chat. But just knowing that you are part of a movement that has the power to make your community safer, well, that's got to taste better than a skinny cappuccino any day. So please head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing now and polish off your do-gooder halo and make sure to include your name so we can give you a shout out. This podcast is a community podcast production. That's con with an N. If you want more content, then head over to community podcast at Instagram, where you'll find trailers on more binge-worthy true crime, like the award-winning podcast Conning the Con. And check out our show notes for all the links mentioned. Finally, if you want one takeaway action that you can do right now that can help make our community safer, Please share, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Everybody needs to know that they hold the keys to see something and say something. Together, we can stop the killing. It's one of those things you hope never happens, but you better train for it. Because it will happen. And it will happen in places you wouldn't expect. Be ready for it. If you've enjoyed Stop the Killing, check out more podcasts from Community Podcast Productions, like this one. Something is creeping in, don't follow it down. 24 hours ago, I found out the person that I've been dating for the last six months is a con man. That is my sister Emma. Andrew Tonks's lies had been so convincing, she'd invested $300,000 with him. However, the tables were about to turn on Andrew. What he didn't know was that Emma had discovered his real identity. But to get any chance of justice, Emma had to act like it was business as usual. Coming up in this series... And that's when murder, mm. all this stuff goes through my mind. I'm really, really scared. I'm assuming Sarah has watched too much Netflix and figures I've been defrauding you. Couldn't be further from the truth. That's what this was, a real-life story that seems so unbelievable, but it was actually true. A true story that all starts with one simple swipe to the right. I'm Sarah Ferris. And I'm Emma Ferris, and this is my story, Conning the Con. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore. I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick. And me. Murder in House 2. A new podcast from Crowd Network. 